Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the intro, this is the pre-intro intro where we're saying this is an extra long episode, so we're splitting it into two episodes. Two episodes, a one and then a two. The, the second, and then a three and then a four, no, just two. The second one is going to, uh, I think we did that last year from memory now that I think about this it. This is this real schmozzle. And then we finish and we realise we should probably do it this way. We've ended this, this year on this podcast like uh, the year of 2020 disastrously. The, the second one towards the end gets a bit loopy, just so you know. But we get, uh, we get loose. But anyway, so if this stops abruptly, it's because there'll be one the following week. Correct. All right. On with the show. We made it. It's the end of 2020. Yeah, but it's like, an, uh, like as people who are awful point out, it's just a date. Like all the things oh, don't yeah, stop. Well, then everything's anything. Everything, everything is anything. Everything is just anything and nothing matters. That's not how it is. Hello, I'm James and, Cl- and uh, <laughs> Claire is here also. And somehow I've made it to this end of the year and I don't know my own name. But I do know that this show is called The Weekly Planet. Oh, my goodness. You've got it all <laughs> wrong. No, this is Suggestible Podcast. We recommend you things. And this is our inaugural second best of the year. Wrapping it all up. Wrapping it all up. Wrapping it all up. And uh, just to, like, give you a little insight into our two personalities, James has been collating all of his suggestibles all year in one document. So then he just went through and like highlighted all of his. Yeah. I, on the other hand, did not. I put them in all weird separate documents. Some are handwritten, some were in my phone, some were probably, I don't know, used for toilet paper. Who knows? And so then I had to go back through all of the episodes and like look at all the meticulous show notes that Royal Collings has put together to remind myself oh, what happened in this godforsaken year because I couldn't remember a thing. Yeah, well, neither could I, but I just had them all in the one. You just, yeah, I just, yeah, open yeah. A, just open a Google Doc and I just add them in every time. And then if I don't get to something, I just okay. move it to the top of my list. All right. So I've it's got I've got like do. six things that I've got ready yeah, to go in, yeah. in the bloody, in the chamber, mate. Six shit up. All right, I heard you. I had to make a list and now I've highlighted. It's all not, it's not good. Anyone else out there feel like their systems are not very good? Not me. Do you know what it is? Yeah, tight. My brain is so large, the systems are so complex. Then why is your head so small? Mere mortals wouldn't understand. You've got like a pinhead. I don't understand. <laughs> is your brain like pushing up against no, your skull? My brain, my head is a regular size. It's my shoulders, James. Oh, okay. I'm very broad the shoulders The dog's trying to get out, so I'm just going to let the dog out. Do you this is go, a shamozzle. While I let the dog out, do you want to go through the to, the um the reasons why broad-shouldered women nobody are sexiest? Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Sex, sexist? Do you know what? Sex, no, sexiest. Oh. I don't know if they're sexiest. Yeah, just Some go, through the, go through the top, the, 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 the <laughs> subheads. All right. So we're looking at today, if you're interested, our favourite films of the year, our favourite documentaries, our favourite comedy things, our favourite books, our favourite TV shows, uh, our favourite music, our favourite podcasts and Favorite things that we made this year, and then anything else that we can bloody well chuck in there too. 
So we're going to get started. Let's do it. And we're going to start with a film. I really just did not watch a lot of film, I realised, because I feel like this year was a real golden age for yeah. television. And a lot of them got pushed back as well. Correct. I mean, cinemas were shut, if you're listening to this in the future. Cinemas were not even open for most of the year. And I think still in a lot of places in the world they're probably not open or people mm. don't want to go because of the virus thing. And there's not really anything out. Correct. Well, that's the other part of it. So, James. Start us off. What was your favourite film of this year? I've written down three okay. uh, and they're all very different and I like them for different reasons. Here he goes. But I'm not going to go into it because we already did episodes so I'm just going to list them <laughs> and I'm going to be quiet. Uh, That's the, so boring. The, uh, I don't really like Netflix movies generally. I think they're fine but I thought the Trial of the Chicago 7, the Aaron Sorkin movie was was excellent. That really, was And I know good. it wasn't an entirely accurate depiction of everybody in that movie, but I thought it I was just... I enjoyed Borat. He was excellent. Yes, I also saw Borat this year as well. <laughs> I think I saw Borat. Uh, no, I, no, I mean Borat was in that movie. The character? No, the actor. My trial. <laughs> oh, no. It's can't do that. You can't say that. Uh, and it, it is. But and the guy, um, Sasha Baron Cohen, Cohen yeah. And there's a lot of parallels to today and, like, Protest and oh, sorry, everybody. Our daughter arcs up whenever the podcast starts. She it happens knows. literally every week. She knows. Um, I also the Invisible Man. I think was my favorite movie. I saw at cinemas. Uh, directed you by, saw directed that in by the Lee. Cinema. I did by Lee Wanell and uh, did I see? I did see it in cinemas and starring um, Elizabeth Moss. Early and in the year, my right? favorite VOD movie that I watched at home. What's VOD video on demand was probably Greenland. <laughs> They are one of our, and it's not like the best. Jared Butler, yeah, it's it's like I'm sexy and gruff. I'm Jared Butler. It's definitive, (laughs) definitively not like the best movie of the year. It's probably not even the best to streaming, but I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. See, it's funny that you say Greenland. A lot of my recommendations or suggestions that were my favourites weren't necessarily the most accomplished. They were the ones yeah. that I just enjoyed because I felt like this year was so bleak in so many ways and I just wanted to watch and consume and read things that I just enjoyed. Yeah, totally. So they're my, All my yeah. TV is pretty much that. Yeah, yeah, right. Rather than necessarily being like there are ones in there that I think were really important or had really diverse casts and you know, I thought were really interesting and great, but my mm. really favorite ones were just the ones where I just got swept up. Yeah. You know? Like we, we before the show you were like, "Oh, you watched the unbelievable the Tony Collette series about the oh, series which of was, assaults." You know, um, excellent. Yeah, but I'm just like, oh, it was like it was great. it was amazing, but I'm like, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to watch it again. And that's, I think this year there's just so much less brain space, you know. Yeah. The news cycle is so dark or has been so dark and so grim. So my recommendations mm. are, yeah. Then what are your movie recommendations, <laughs> All right, if any? interesting you say The Invisible Man because I also had The Invisible Man oh, on really? my list. Yeah, and I don't even really like thriller-esque movies, but yeah. I just got so absorbed in this and Elizabeth Moss, just her face moves in such great, terrifying she, ways. Yeah, it does. And I just really thought it was a cool concept for a film. I like the special effects and the way they did that. Or the lack of. The lack of, that's what I mean. Like I just thought I really enjoyed that as a premise. And I also thought it really explored issues that are in marriages and all that kind of stuff, relationships and all domestic violence. Yeah, Yeah, spousal abuse, all of that stuff. I thought it was really good. Um, Just quickly, there's a piece of fluff that I've been meaning to get that's been sitting on the soundproofing phone behind you all year. I'm like, I'm going to get that. And then I'm like, no, just get it. So I'm looking at you and I'm looking at that. I've just been doing that all year. Just my eyes like (laughs) darting back and forth. Tell me that. So I got it. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to put it here on my side so you. 
You have to oh, stare no, at us. <laughs> someone for the rest of the year next yeah. year. Who knows what the world will be in 2021. Mm. Dear God. Okay, so The Invisible Man was one. But if you're looking for something lighthearted, I really enjoyed all those rom-coms that were coming out on Netflix. And my favourite one. one was actually Plus One with Maya Erskine and Jack Quaid. You know that one where I they just like, like yeah. kind of rollick around going to a whole lot of different weddings? Yeah, that was weddings? good. I liked that one. Yeah, and it wasn't particularly like unique or anything. I just, I really like the sense of humour. I really like Maya Erskine. I hadn't seen her in anything before. I liked her comedy. I liked she's her She's from Pen15, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I've got to watch that. Yeah, and she's just, she was great. And I thought Jack Quaid, obviously, you know, he's got some famous parents there. He's in, and he's he's in uh, the Auntie Donna series. Yeah, is he? I should put that oh, on the list because I actually didn't put Auntie Donna on, but I actually Yeah, they're I so love, good. Because um, I didn't have it in my list because. Oh, there you I go. I mean, Parasite on. came out this year. Did it? Yeah, the very beginning of the year. Oh, Parasite was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. So I had that on my list as well. Like that was also an amazing film. But in the end, I'm putting like kind of like popcorn movies. I've seen Parasite twice. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. I remember you called it super early. Anyway, I don't so think that I did. I think all the awards. <laughs> called it and then I saw it, yeah. Well, anyway, it was really good. No, but you saw it early, I reckon. Did I? Anywho. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, next up, a documentary series. Okay. So this is one I just want to mention. Um, it's not my favourite. It's just one of those, if it wasn't so, like, serious, it would be a comedy, like an j- absolute fucking joke. It's oh called God. The Ripper on Netflix, and it's about a murderer through the 70s. He killed, like, 10, maybe 20 women and, and assaulted, like, various others with, like, hammers to the back of the head. For like even longer than that. Oh, Lord. And so he was like the new Jack the Ripper and they were like, how are we going to catch this guy or whatever? But the reason they, they caught him by accident at the end as they always do with these fucking guys from that era. And it's just incompetent cops just fucking banging into rakes. Do you know what I mean? Just fucking <laughs> walking around. But like there's moments where they're like, well, the guy that we're looking for, he, uh, he wasn't smiling, but this man we're interviewing, he's smiling and he's wearing a different a different green hat. So this must be a different guy. <laughs> like it's literally like they find a guy who's so close to him because it is him. Yeah. Like they interview him yeah. and they're like, no, his accent's different. It's not him. Don't bother me with this. But it's like literally other, every, every wow. other piece of evidence lines up, right? Yeah. And then in the end, they figured out after they accidentally caught him, by the way, through some good police work to be fair because yeah, there yeah. are good cops working on it. They'd already interviewed him nine times and he'd been spotted in the in the local area of these oh murders 50 times. Jesus. 50 fucking times. So, and oh they couldn't God. find him because it's just people being like, well, we think he's from here and we think he only murders prostitutes, <laughs> but he's just murdering like anybody. And they're like, well, this doesn't fit with our narrative, <laughs> so this must be a different murder. Or that woman was murdered, oh. so she must be a prostitute. And the family's like, yes, yeah, she wasn't a prostitute. And they're like, we don't care. Which is a prostitute. Oh, it was. I'm watching and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Wow. Like it's just the just the sheer incompetence. So was it wasn't staggering. that he was clever. No, was he was a fucking idiot. Oh man, because it's the complete opposite to I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which is a really excellent documentary. Not my favorite, but 
the the murderer it's a true story but the murder yeah. in that was actually just super clever in lots of yeah ways totally too. and there are people like that do exist but like if you look at like this guy and like Ted Bundy who escaped out a courtroom window during his trial and then yeah, like it's so and then strange. like and broke into a sorority house and did like terrible things it's like you don't want to cuff him or like have someone in the room like it's just like yeah. what are you guys doing I know, and I guess they didn't have DNA either yeah so they didn't have like because that's how they caught the killer in gone in, I'll be gone in the dark in the end because they had DNA yeah. tracing and the crazy thing was also like when they did catch him and I can't remember his fucking name whatever but they were like. <laughs> They're like, we did. Can you believe it? It's just like he looks like anybody. He looks like a regular man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think he's gonna look like? He's got fucking four arms and he's just <laughs> screaming and running down the Wearing street. Wearing a t-shirt that yeah. says I'm a serial killer. I think they're like they're looking for Jack the Ripper, looking for a big top hat and a cape and a knife, <laughs> and he's skulking around. But Aww. like he was a lo- lorry driver from wherever. I'm oh like, yeah, God. he's a guy. What did you think? Spoiler alert: It's usually blokes. Yeah, it's who always look blokes. Fairly ordinary. Yeah. Yeah, but it was just usually... baffling to me. I'm like, wow. It, got, it made me mad. Like, I didn't enjoy it. And, yeah. again, there were good people who worked on it, do you know what I mean? But they interviewed a lot of the women who yeah, were attacked yeah. at the time who survived who were just like, yeah, they didn't believe me. Like, I said that this guy and I drew a picture and it turned out to be the guy and they were like, nah. And it was oh, it was nuts. Yeah. It was but, really frustrating. Yeah, I bet it was. I bet it was a little more frustrating for the people involved mm. than frustrating. Yeah, probably more frustrating also, than yeah, for me, yeah. yes. And I think it, that actually speaks to a larger issue at the time yeah. where women just weren't believed. Totally. Women who were murdered, um, sex workers were not treated in the same way. 100%. And so dismissed and, and a murder of someone on that in that in the streets like that was just not seen as yeah. as important. It, oh god, it's like it's it, a huge chasm. It, Even just um, my te- the my is it the teacher's pet that podcast. Yeah. A woman was murdered by her husband. It is clearly it's just so obvious that he did it. That's correct. But yeah. they just never the, got all the, the town guy because, was in on it. Yeah, people just didn't think it was their business, the and women weren't believed, yeah. and their value wasn't seen, and her voices heard in the same way. Anyway, no, let's I just move want to on. Say, sorry, that, let's they, move on. You've been talking about this forever. No, no, no. Sorry, it's really depressing. Yeah, I, I want to move on. You're absolutely right. I, I have one more thing to say now. I can't oh, remember. But yeah, it's yeah. just ranting. I'm moving you on. Move along, sir. Move along. Okay, anyway, my turn. Bad. Oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, all the God, cops were from like from like the same area. It was like the same like. They didn't go outside of it to, and the only reason it like it caught on was because the third person he killed, but probably not, was what they considered like an innocent. They were like, "You've accident," and they wrote a letter and they're like, "You accidentally killed a sixteen-year-old girl, not a prostitute. You this killed an innocent. Awful. I bet you feel bad now." And he's like, "Nah, I love murdering. I don't care. It was crazy. It's crazy. Don't watch it. Anyway, go on." Oh my god, it's on Netflix. Yeah, <sighs> don't watch it. The Ripper. Good. Okay, I'm going to move on now to yeah, the documentaries I that ones. I loved. <laughs> okay, so two that were like my runners up. That I watched so many good documentaries recent, um, this year. Expecting Amy, the documentary oh, yeah, with Amy Schumer's pregnancy. Oh my god, it was just so. It gave me so much insight into the craft that goes into being a comedian, mm. and also the lead up to her um, stand up special growing, which was really awesome and that came out last year. Mm. But expecting Amy, oh my, I loved it for so many reasons. One, because it gave me such an insight into just how much work goes into being a stand-up comedian and creating an hour-long amount of material. Yeah. 
I mean, that is like the pinnacle for stand-ups. And I hadn't realised it's like the Olympics basically. To spend a whole hour making an audience laugh is, you know, supremely difficult. So much goes into it. Yes, yeah. so much goes into it. And I had no idea. They just make it look effortless. Mm. So, Well, the good ones do. <laughs> correct, yeah. So that was one thing. But the other thing that I thought she explored so honestly and openly was her condition hyperemesis gravidarum, which is just – insanely terrible morning sickness where you're hospitalised oh. for like vomiting and it's just awful and Kate Middleton It's not a Harry Potter thing. spell. <laughs> Hyperamicus <laughs> carabellum or whatever. Everyone wishes it was. Um, I just thought she shone a light on an experience that a lot of women have and just the difficulties that pregnancy brings and it just it made my heart sing even though it looked really difficult. Also because it, it showed the relationship between her and her husband which was really beautiful too um, but I really enjoyed that um, and the other one that was a runner up was into the unknown, the making of Frozen Two. Oh, you loved <laughs> that. Plus. You know I what really though, uh, Ben, who who edits, yeah, uh, for the Cabin of Garbage and other things, he was turned around on your opinion on Frozen after watching that documentary because <gasps> he was like, I didn't like it, and then watching that and hearing your opinion on it, he, he flipped. Ah, uh, Ben, I always knew I liked you, so mate. There you go. Here's a good one, that yeah. one. Well, yeah, I reckon it would change your mind too because mm. the depth of what they go into during that documentary, I just love understanding how people make things just the inspiration that comes from that and people's creative process is just one of my favourite things to unpack and talk about and dissect because I have such a hard time with it. So I just find it so fascinating. And just the the sheer amount of work that went into making mm. any animated feature but um, particularly something with Disney, I think. Oh, mind-blowing. But my favourite documentary Here of the go. entire year, drumroll, was My Octopus Teacher. Mm. Oh, my God. No surprises there, actually. I've forgotten about that one, yeah. That was absolutely stunning and heartbreaking. If you haven't watched it, go and watch it immediately. It probably sounds like a documentary about octopuses that you would not want to be into, but my goodness, I think you could watch this with literally anyone and it would just turn their melt their heart. Like mm. it just... It makes you connect with nature in a way that I hadn't thought about as deeply before. It makes you understand how precious life on earth is, how complex. How precious is life on earth? Pretty precious. That's what you can That's what it says at the end. <laughs> anyway, I figured out that the octopus told me. Oh, that anyway, life is it's about precious. a man who goes to visit an octopus every day for a year. Um, but the the incredible kind of intricacy of the octopus as a creature and how smart they are. They're mm. as smart as kind of cats or dogs. They're very uh, – I had no idea, like, their bodies move in such incredible ways. They regrow their tentacles. They have over 2,000 little circles on their tentacles and each one moves in isolation. Mm. And it's just this beautiful story. It makes you kind of laugh and surprises you and then makes you cry. And I just loved it and I just think – if, if you watch nothing else out of this, I reckon watch My Octopus Teacher. It'll just make your heart sing. Oh, I loved it. Okay, so. I do have some docs just quickly. Okay. Uh, so um, The Last Dance, which is a Michael Jordan documentary. Mm, I think yeah. it was on HBO, but it was on Netflix here. Shooting some hoops. Yeah, and it's basically him going like. Banging some balls in the holes. Yeah, he was banging some balls works. in the holes. Yes, but he was. It's because like a lot of people being like, and he's the best player in the world and whatever. And he's just, and, and when you cut to him and he's just like, anyway, I hate this guy and he did, he did me wrong. So I ruined him at basketball. And then this guy said this and I ruined, 
fuck that guy. So he's, he's just got this real like chip on his shoulder. It's like, dude, relax. You are literally the Michael Jordan of basketball. Like you're the best. It's his competitive nature. Yeah, exactly. Though, right? That's what goes but into it. I my favorite was the, um, so. the, the speed cubers, the, uh, the Rubik's cube documentary about oh, the, uh, yeah. uh, about the relationship between the different uh, people who do Rubik's, cube. Rubik's cubes in for world championships or whatever. It was, it's only short. It's only like 40 minutes. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's the same as that kind of uh, d- octopus thing. It's like, you don't need to know anything about Rubik's Cubes or anything no. like that. To, oh, that was incredible. I loved it. I love that. I still haven't watched that. That's something I'm going to catch up over the summer, I think. Mm. I'd love to watch that because it's It's the intricacy, I think, of um, of watching someone's pa- like passion for a hobby that really gets me. Yeah. You know, like the ins and outs of it all that like becomes so incredible to me and I think is what makes life worth living sometimes sure. is all those tiny little things. About a passion that you're into, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm ra- I'm raving. I bet an octopus could do a, uh, could a do Rubik's, a Rubik's cube. cube. You know what? I bet an I know. octopus. I could. bet you could teach one to do it. Yeah, they would totally be into that. I feel mm. it's got the right kind of movement for an octopus. Um, I don't know if they can see color in that way. Who knows? Anyway, oh, there's this bit where the octopus collects shells and covers itself in the shells as like a protection. Yeah, thing. that was cool. Oh, so good. And then there's some drama. Oh my god, when da, the da, sharks da, da, come. Da, 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 anyway, da, da, heart in my da, da, mouth. I literally, da, da. my heart rate was like racing at that part. Oh, the other good doco is cheer about cheerleading. I had no idea it was like so terrifying and oh, yeah. death-defying. My God, that. Full respect to anyone who does professional cheerleading. My God, you have to be fearless. Okay, moving right along. Comedy, comedy, comedy. Yeah, so I did, I've got some comedy specials, or one in particular, but minor comedy shows. But uh, Ronnie Cheng's stand-up special, which might have even been from last year, Asian American destroy. No, was it Asian Asian Australian destroys America? I can't remember. Anyway, it's terrific. Uh, he just does like a takedown of like not really a takedown, but he just talks a lot about American culture and Australian culture, and 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 um, it, this is a great bit about. How he has to, he's late for his wedding and he like, he has to get a plane to whatever. It's incredible. It's really great. Uh, Ted Lasso was probably my favorite comedy of the year oh. on Apple Plus. It's about a soccer team. Uh, they, they poach a, a, a college football player to, to teach soccer, to coach soccer in the UK, even though he doesn't know anything about it. Farting de- with your mouth. That's right. The Detectorist was mm. excellent as well, um, which I just finished up, which I talked about recently. Moonbase 8, which I also talked about recently, and Auntie Donna. So those are my favourite. Auntie Donna I've watched three times. So Not just because I know you them. Loved but it. also, you it's loved amazing. It. Yeah, it's, I do love it. Yeah, those boys. Those boys. They're pretty they good. They they're they're pretty yeah. hilarious. All right, okay. So my I don't really watch comedy show, TV shows. It's just not really my jam. Fair enough. Don't know, just don't really get into it. Yeah. However, I loved the following comedy specials that came out this year. Celia Picola, All Talk on Amazon Prime. I Actually, that, yeah. Amazon Prime have oh. a plethora of incredible they particularly do. Australian comedians. They've got a Will Anderson. Specials. They do. Really great too. Excellent. But Celia Picola. Mm, chef's kiss. I love that woman. She's hilarious. She also um, has co-written and stars in a TV show called Rosehaven with Luke McGregor. That's oh, yeah. really, really good. I gotta watch that season. Oh, I think the last two. I think I'm too behind. Yeah, it's really, yeah. really good. Anyway, I just love her. I saw her live at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and mm. she's just so great. Um, now, new comedian I found this year who I bloody love, Zoe Coombs Ma. She did her comedy special called Bossy Bottom, and it is just it involves tech and like a one of those like camera things that flies around. What are they called? Drones. A drone. It's just like it's bloody great and she's 
hilarious and has been around the comedy circus for a very long time. It's like refreshing and interesting. Will Anderson actually called it his favourite comedy show he's seen in like the last 10 years. He okay. saw it twice. He would, said he would have gone to see I need twice. to watch this. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and then I also really enjoyed uh, Michelle Bateau, Welcome to Batopia. I really liked her this year. Bloody love that I have special. I no idea what that is. Oh, it's so good. She's got like amazingly big curly hair. She was in the TV show um, The First Wives Club. You'd recognise her if you saw her. Anyway, loved it. Yeah, yeah. And my last favourite one was End Times Fun by Mark Maron. The Mark oh, Maron yeah, that was good. Special. It was so good. And spooky because it came out in March like, and it was kind of like foretelling all the yeah. things that were going to happen this year in a weird way because he was. it's all about like basically the end of the world and how it's like looming. Um, and he kind of just, he talks out loud all this stuff that ended up kind of, or at least how we all kind of felt about the year. So it was... Um, Really interesting, and I just I really enjoy. I I really like him. I really liked him in Glee, not Glee. Um, the but the the wrestling show. Oh, Glow! Glow. Yeah, but they cancelled. They had to cancel Glow. it. I know. I'm so heartbroken by that. I yeah. loved that show, but he was so good in my, in that show as well. And obviously, his podcast WTF. I mean, it's classic. <laughs> so I loved him. Okay, that's all my comedy specialities. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? What's the next topic? Ooh, so books. books. Oh, no. Books, James. Uh, books. I'm going to do comedies. Uh, Die, which is about people getting stuck in a Dungeons and Dragons world, but it's a comic and it's also a nightmare because they're like, oh, this is bad actually. Mm-hmm. And also Bog Bodies, which is a, uh, by Declan Shavey, which is about um, it's about the moors and spooky things and like mobsters and stuff. Ooh. It's a graphic novel. So check that the out. Moors. The moors. Like the moors. The moors like set area. on the moors? Yeah. In England, like those big, England. like kind of swampy. Yeah, they go fields. there to like dump a body, but like it. Ooh, so many spooky things. What about you and books? Books, books. Withering Heights happens on the moors, I think. I've never read it's Wuthering very Heights. Romantic oh. and dark. But they're like, oh, let's serious. let's climb into this bog and have a bog swim at night. <laughs> no, it's more like like a a castle in the middle of nowhere and. That Roger? No, what's his name? I can't remember now. But it's like a romance with this like spooky guy and his wife is like a ghost or like mm. or haunting the house or something. I don't know. Anyway, it's good. All right. So I've totally botched that. I'm sure that Dave Warnicky on Book Cheat has actually done a really good job of describing what happens in Weathering Heights. <laughs> Anywho, moving right along. So my favorite books. Now, I had a baby this year. Just if in case, oh, just, yeah. just to preface this. So I really didn't do as much reading as I wanted to. Also, we had a pandemic, you know, just in case anyone wasn't aware. And so uh, my reading this year has been in like fits and starts yeah. where I could sneak it in. And also my concentration is shot. I just think that this year That's has, like lack of sleep and two kids and working and from pandemic, home and pandemic. And, and, like, just and whenever like, you get a time by yourself, I come in and go, hey, I'm working on a Fonzie impersonation. Do that. That's what I've been doing all year. Oh, so. I'm already yawning, my God. Hey. So that's like. Hang on. Hey. There right. it is. Okay. Hey. Can I keep going? Yes. All right. So I thought I would just talk about books in a, in a few little bits and pieces. Um, so probably my favourite book of the year was Untamed by Glennon Doyle. You do love that book, Untamed by oh, Glennon Doyle. I love Doyle. it. I have it beside my bed and I just open up and read it when I need to be reminded about boundaries and believing in yourself and well, like the when struggle I come in, of womanhood. When I come in and you're like, <laughs> now is not the time for your Arthur Fonzarello impersonation, Correct. James. Exactly. Oh, mm. look, no, that book is just wonderful and really life-affirming and Everybody has a lot of teachable book. moments in it and it would, I think, 
will change your life and your perspective on a lot of things. And I, it also kind of gives you permission to live the life that you want to in, and anyway, it's great and I love it. And I just also, Glenn and Dora just throughout this year, this year in particular, I've really enjoyed her Instagram. It's uh, been really awesome. You have been on there a lot. I have. And mm. also Untamed is like a New York Times bestseller and just oh. smashing it out of the park. So I'm not the only one that thought it was really good. Other than that, I really enjoyed Three Hours by Rosamund Lupton that I only finished recently. If you want just a, a page turner, a book that you pick up and it grips you by the horns and suddenly it's 3 a.m. in the morning and you've just finished it. That's the one for you. It's like a page turner. I don't want that. Um, if you want something that will make you think and look at things from a different perspective, Know My Name by Chanel Miller. I really loved that. And then I oh, loved exploring. Oh, yeah, you exploring. talked about that. That was really fascinating. Yeah. Um, and I really loved exploring um, not only her story about her sexual assault and what happened to her, mm. but what she did with um, her life after that and her art and her writing, I just, I really enjoyed learning all about her story and her world. And um, and I just think she's a really fascinating, clever, creative person. Yeah, right. So I really enjoyed that book too. Uh, yeah, and Educated by Tara Westover I read really early in the year. Uh, and hers was a really interesting story too. Yeah, right. So, there you go. They're my books, my top picks. I got to read a book. I got to read like an actual book. <laughs> I read um, The Prestige for a Caravan of Garbage. That was good, I guess. But I didn't love it. I wasn't like, oh my God. Do you think your concentration is shot? No, I think, yeah, maybe, but like, I should do just do audiobooks. I should just do audiobooks. It's just. It's not quite, it's not exactly reading. But yeah, you shit. should. It doesn't matter. What are you, a fucking, what are you, the book police? Yeah, I am. Hello, my name is Captain Book Police. I'm uh, policing your book. Who are you reading. looking? Who are you looking for? I'm looking for you because you haven't been reading all your oh, books. Oh, no, I'm the Fonz. Hey, <laughs> you're looking for someone else. Hey. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. We might have to split this episode into a two. No. We do one episode and then we Jeez. go to bed. Jeez. <laughs> Hours apart. God. <laughs> you God. All right. Fine. <laughs> Bloody taskmaster over there. Thank you. Should get the... Podcast, the pod, podcast, the podcast police onto you. Hey, I'm the I Fonz. am crawling over the line. I'm, I am like rolling over the line from this year. I thought last year I was crawling. This year I'm like inchworming. You were over crawling it. because you were pregnant for nine months for fifteen months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The end of last year, I was like a giant woman. You were oh, so pregnant, mate. For I so was long. so pregnant for so long, and then. I remember Christmas feeling like I surely can't get any more pregnant than this and then I got way more pregnant. Yeah. Oh, mate, it was a lot. Anyway, she's worth it. She's a legend. Anyway, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Christmas. Love to you guys and uh, we'll see you in the new year, 2021. Goodbye. (laughs) This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, It's up to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.